0: Hi, welcome to this live webinar. Um, th- this week we're talking about a number of different things which have affected expats living and working abroad. What might they be? You would wonder. Well, it's been a bit of a bit of a year, bit of a week for us, um, um, to to say the least. Um, last week we previewed that um, in the um, big scheme of things, what was going on in Azerbaijan for, for them to be allowed to effectively create 100,000 uh, asylum seekers, leaving um, the enclave of Nakura Gara back to go into Albania. Um, and the distinction that we identified is Azerbaijan, the core religion is Shia Muslim, the same as Iran. Um, whereas the Armenians are Orthodox Christians, and uh, uh, the protector, the human international guarantor of that peace was was Russia, and yet they said nothing to this change of uh, uh, to this change of circumstance. So um, it, it seems a bit of a coincidence then that the following week we we get um, our friends in Hamas, the the same Shia type of uh, Muslims, um, supported openly straight away by Iran, um, uh, starting a a bit of a fight with, starting a bit of a fight with with the Israelis, uh, with the potentially severe consequences that has. And it shows how we must be careful about where we're living and working abroad Um, and and that you must be aware of the circumstances in which you live. Politics change, uh, political situations change um, for for everybody, Um, and it can be uh, quite an interesting uh, challenge for for expats when their circumstances might change when they're living and working abroad. so the situation, if you're a, an expat in Israel now, is, is that flights will stop, and, and you're in a potential war zone. It's not that the whole country is not necessarily safe, it's just you've got this particular war zone where, where people are under threat, and is, issues are being raised. Um, <clears throat> so there is this potential alliance uh, in, in a, a reorganization of the world um, that the, the Western democracies, as opposed to an autocracy type of government in, in Russia and in India and in China, and how will that play out going forward? Uh, so, obviously, we've got this situation where in Israel now, um, the potential of an escalation between Israel and Iran Could lead to uh, an excuse for the the Russians to escalate their situation uh, around that. We said last week that Azerbaijan is a country that's beginning to surround and protect um, uh, uh, Ukraine, but it also creates a buffer and a protection zone between uh, Russia um, and, and, and China and Iran, with Kazakhstan Georgia, uh, Armenia, and Azerbaijan, all having significant um, international interference from Russia or, or another state. And Now that it's involving Lebanon and the Gaza Strip being involved in that as well. So it's interesting to see how that will go, and, and we need to take care of that um, in, in, the, in, in, the, in, the, in the weeks ahead to how you plan, uh, for, that that you're going to be living and working abroad. What you will see, what we have seen as well in the last couple of weeks, there's a couple of other significant changes coming up in the Middle East. We've seen that uh, an open conference with the Saudi oil minister raising the price of Saudi oil. Um, The week before um, the the Gaza Strip um, event, um, and the, the troubles broke out there. Now they announced that with Russia, uh, and at the same time, they're also trying, under their new leadership, to create a a, a new arrangement between Saudi and uh, Israel and America to, to have like a more peaceful coexistence along the lines that you would have with Egypt and Israel. So Egypt have got a border with Israel. That uh, they did an agreement many many years ago. As does the Garda Strip border border on Egypt, but the rest of it it borders on Israel. So under the new um, uh, Saudi uh, crown prince, they're trying to uh, get better relations around the world and have that and have that influential uh, way of, of being. But part of uh, OPEC's investment in their future, part of Saudi's investment in their future needs revenue from oil. And and by increasing the price, it it enables them to have more money to invest in creating jobs and and opportunities in Saudi Arabia in the same way that uh, you can go to Qatar, UAE or Dubai and and enjoy um, a a different type of environment. And there's many... uh, Expats and overseas businesses based in the, the the low tax Middle East environment now to enjoy that benefit, Saudi is getting on that uh, um, uh, 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 bandwagon for want of a better word, creating neon city uh, on the Red Sea coast as a way of building up their their uh, potential economic sustainability post oil. Um, and, and, and the revenue from the oil price can do that and so OPEC uh, Saudi and Russia, two of the biggest oil producers in the world raising the prices to try and make their mark uh, around the world and you would have thought that would be all very well but oil is not always a bed of roses there's an interesting situation that goes on in, in, in the Middle East um, and <clears throat> If you look at sporting rights around the world, uh, there's a TV organisation that you may or may not have seen called Bien, Bien TV, B-I-E-N, or or Benin or whatever you want to pronounce it. But this is Qatari based, so the Qatari small emirate uh, in the Saudi Arabian peninsula has has this um, uh, satellite TV business um, has the right to Um, promote and show uh, live sports coverage around the world and many countries have benefits from these feeds uh, to allow them to do that and you thought that'd be absolutely wonderful but what's the situation for expats in saudi arabia are you able to watch premier league or other major global sporting events well yes you are but you can't um, register and log in to Beyond TV from Qatar because of a long-standing dispute between Saudi and Qatar, um, where effectively the state of Saudi Arabia blocks the Benin feed, but then steals it and makes it available to people in Saudi Arabia illegally. So expats or anybody living in Saudi Arabia that's getting access to um, Uh, international sports events, are actually watching illegally streamed uh, TV that have been paid for and part of the Qatari situation. And what's that all about? It's about Saudi Arabia being the top dog. And and with the new crown prince asserting his personality um, to to, uh, um, be the, the top dog in the Middle East, it could create quite an interesting scenario for expats uh, living and working abroad so you need to make that assessment Uh, Saudi Arabia should be a stable state Um, there's no reason why it can't continue to be for another 150 years Um, the the Middle East countries that that you're beginning to creep into uh, the areas of of these conflicts so Egypt and Saudi stable countries as are UAE Dubai um, and Qatar International outward-looking countries, but are these areas of conflict now in the Gaza Strip in Israel, but before in, in in Yemen, in the south of um, uh, the, the Saudi Arabian Peninsula, which is a, a conflict and again. It's about Shiite versus uh, Shia Muslims, two different stakes, in the same way that you've got Christian and uh, Orthodox and Roman Catholic Christians. So it's something to be aware of when you're planning on your living and working abroad and and your your flights overseas. You can look at that um, scenario and and make your adjustments and and decide what what suits you best in terms of when you're living and working abroad. There's different um, opportunities for different people in different circumstances. Um, But the, 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 the world order doesn't always stay the same uh, and and if um governments autocratic governments to, to take more of an influence this sway, same way that they did 70 years ago then it could create a long period of settlement and unsettlement and like we said the impact in the west is when you've got economic migrants using asylum seeking rules uh like the all mean uh, the the, the from and Borno carried back in Azerbaijan, um, and anybody that flees from the Gaza Strip, they will be legitimate uh, asylum seekers, not economic migrants, but that, that is a source of conflict around the world which needs to create, among the democracies, a different way of managing that situation uh, to make the EU and the democracies viable in the long term so that they're not building walls between America and and, uh, uh, Mexico and they're not turning boats back in the channel or the Mediterranean trying to land in Italy. Um, So any guidance that you want when you're living and working abroad, uh, relocating overseas, contact us at productpartnership.com. I want to look now at a couple of things regarding uh, tax uh, for expats living and working abroad. First of all, let's look at residency. When when you're resident abroad, when you're living and working abroad, um, you need to have your bank account, and, and expats need to take care with the bank account because a bank has to have a license and an authorization to operate, and that license, that authorization to operate, varies slightly differently. It's based on international rules uh, approved and issued. Under uh, OPEC, but uh, the, the, those international rules um, are varied uh, on a local basis, and then can again be implemented on a slightly different basis, not from the local sovereign rules, but uh, for for any individual bank. Uh, and the bank needs certain resources and and certain will uh, to to uh, handle and deal with different types of clients. When a a bank takes on a a corporate client, an investment client, a, a trust client, an expat client, a business client, an individual client, a political client, they all have different levels of risks and individual banks need to make those individual decisions for that. And one of the very easiest decisions for a bank to make is not to serve somebody that's living and working in another country. Um, every couple of years, you need to provide your name, address, uh, uh, identity verification for a bank. Have in mind now that also that the banks want your tax identity uh, and your, uh, and maybe your social insurance number details as well. So if you want a residency permit in the EU, in Cyprus, in the UK, you need to have uh, proof of income uh, and, and a bank statements to validate that. Um, the country might require you to have a bank account in that locality, but you need to have a resident permit or be uh, uh, approved to become a resident in that country uh, before you can start opening the bank account. Some countries require you to get your uh, a visa to enter the country in the first place or permit to come and work in the country in the first place. Other countries um, allow you to get there and, and do that. So an EU citizen can come to a country like Simon in 90 days. In another country um, uh, where you're intending to stay longer term, like like Ireland, uh, you, you need to get the the authority and the permit bef- before you travel. Um, for more information and guidance on relocating overseas, and what identity verification, uh, tax registration, social insurance registration you need to be working remotely, uh, contact us at projectpartnership.com. It's a bit of a paper chase for UK tax returns at the moment. Uh, By the end of October, UK paper tax returns are due to be submitted. However, you can submit them online uh, um, uh, right through to the end of January. So uh, the first deadline for UK tax returns is the end of October. The second deadline online submission is the end of January. For expats, you cannot fill out an online return through the HMRC portal. You need to do it through independent software um, and through uh, using tax agents uh, as appropriate, such as privatepartnership.com. So if you're an expat and you've got interests in the UK where you've got fixed income or you're, you're relocating in or out of the UK, you may well need to do a tax return for one or two years and you want help and guidance on completing those returns, uh, Pro Partnership can help you. So even if you want to re- submit your return as an expat um, uh, before the end of October, you've still got to do that return online. So Pro Partnership can help you do that. And for more information and guidance, contact us at productpartnership.com. Uh, you may want to include a split year. Uh, if you relocated in the last year, and, and you haven't specifically made a claim for any tax rebate or, or tax adjustment for your period of working outside the UK or inside the UK, then you can include that on the tax return. So if if you've returned to the UK on the first of October, for example, and you've been working abroad between April and September, you could quite easily have uh, use your uh, 2023 or 2024 tax return to declare that you're a non-resident and have a split year uh, during, during that transfer year. And that could be part of the tax return that you complete online, uh, rather than submitting two or three separate returns. And um, All good uh, expatriate advice, tax planning services. Uh, for more information and guidance, contact us at propartnership.com. Cyprus tax returns um, are often a mystery. And the deadlines often change. They never seem to stay still. And each year, uh, circumstances change. Uh, Last year, um, when completing 2021 returns, uh, the final deadline actually became the end of November 22, um, extended all the way from from April um, uh, 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 multiple times during the year. In 2023, we've seen the same thing. Uh, The original tax return was due to be launched um, and and to submit from March uh, by the end of July. Uh, And unfortunately, the the software actually wasn't available to submit only an online return uh, until the end of July. Uh, But the deadline now has been extended, not from the end of July uh, to the end of September, but then again to the end of October now. Uh, for, for all returns. It, for 2022, um, return due now by October 23, um, anybody who's a Cyprus tax person who's got an income over 19,500 uh, euros needs to do a tax return. Um, however, there's some ambiguity about that because there's certain people in Cyprus that need to do a tax return. If you've got tax to pay, you need to do a tax return. If you're selling property or business, you, you need a tax return. If if you um, are, if you die and you're doing a probate administration, you, you need to um, uh, do a tax return. So there's actually many instances when you could be required retrospectively to do a tax return, or you've got a tax liability which you may not be paying because there's no way for the Cyprus tax authorities to tax your source on your worldwide income, which is your liability in Cyprus. It might only be a 2% tax, uh, and it might only be 2% tax on 100 uh, euros, but it's still a tax liability that you have in Cyprus, which could potentially cause penalties and uh, difficulties later on when selling property uh, or, or relocating away from Cyprus. From two thousand and twenty-four, uh, that is for the full calendar year two thousand and twenty-three tax return. All Cyprus tax residents need to complete return. So this will be a new rule for next year. Uh, what the due date will be is a mystery. We don't know what that will be yet. So normally it's by April next year. Uh, everybody will have to complete a, a tax return, but it could easily create a a more longer-term prospect, but that waits to be seen whether they allow uh, for the annual tax return to be completed by June or July, which is more uh, uh, the situation you get in Portugal or Spain. Uh, For any overseas tax returns or tax advice for expats living and working abroad, contact us at productpartnership.com. So what we've discussed this week is, is a broad issue on the changes and the challenges for expats uh, with a change in political environment or hostilities breaking out. Uh, you can have an unsettled area, but it can still be safe for you to live for many years, uh, but conflicts can break out. You need to be aware of that and adapt to those changing environments. Um, you you, you um, uh, have got your banking arrangements that are changing and the rules are evolving. Uh, If you want to have a tax, uh, a a bank account, the the bank has to be able to offer you that service depending upon whether you're a business, an individual, a company, an expat. All those things can can vary the situation, whether they will allow you to have a bank account. Uh, We talked about that UK tax returns are due on paper this month but expats have to do an online return anyway so there's still a bit of time whether you want the return done now or before january contact us at productpartnership.com for cyprus tax residents you should do a return if you've got any tax liability on your worldwide income or you've got property to sell in the future Um, but otherwise from next year you will have to do one anyway For more information and guidance, contact us at productpartnership.com and we'll see you again next time.